Hello and welcome to Behind the Drive, the podcast for girls and guys who love Formula One. I'm your host, Courtney Ross, and I am here for you every week to bring you fun and educational content while hopefully making some new F1 friends along the way. So if you love all things formula, then I highly recommend you hit the follow button to join the community and get notified every time a new episode comes out. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Drive. I hope you're all having a wonderful week so far and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. The Qatar GP. The LaSalle International Circuit is near Doha and it is typically known for being included in the MotoGP calendar, but for the first time it has welcomed Formula One to the track. And what an inaugural GP it was. So in today's episode, we're going to unpack it all. We're going to be discussing penalties. We're gonna be discussing Alonso's first podium since 2014. Why was Christian Horner summoned to the stewards and tires, 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 tires. Why were they such an issue at this GP? (laughs) Okay, so before we even get into the race, before the weekend even started, we saw some footage come out from Brazil. And yes, I'm referring to the steering wheel footage of Max Verstappen. And Mercedes took this footage and went to the stewards to present it as new evidence and wanted a review of the incident that we saw in Brazil where Max and Lewis went wide. And the FIA assessed the review and denied it. (laughs) Look, Merck have a right to request the review and if I was in their position, I would have requested it as well. But I just didn't see a retrospective penalty being handed to Max. And I don't know how true this was, but Toto Wolf came out afterwards and said that it was laughable that Max Verstappen didn't receive a penalty for it. But I think it just showed how much tensions are rising and it just got worse through the whole weekend. (laughs) Oh, also, before I forget, we learned earlier this week that Italian Jesus will be leaving us at the end of the season. So he is moving across to Formula E in 2022, which is exciting for him, but also kind of sad that he's leaving F1. And with his exit, we saw Guangyu Zhou announced as the second driver for Alfa Romeo, joining Valtteri Bottas in 2022. Which wasn't that shocking since everyone already knew after that dealership in China plastered a big banner in their window congratulating him before the announcement was made. But I digress, so let's jump back into the GP. So Perez and Mazepin were the only two drivers that have actually raced at this track prior to this weekend. So it was really new to most of the drivers. In saying that, they all seem to really enjoy it, probably because it's a high-speed circuit. The free practice sessions, however, did hold a few issues for a few of the drivers. It was windy, it was sandy, it was hot, hot, hot <laughs> and some of the teams like Alpha Tauri and Mercedes thrived and other teams not so much. Some drivers were getting snaps of oversteer, some were spinning, some were getting damage from the curbs so it was all a bit and then when we got into quali I thought there were some really big shocks. There was Leclerc, Ricardo, and Perez all knocked out in Q2. 
particularly Perez. Like I was not expecting him to get out in Q2, but he said he had a pretty bad outlap and then had cool tires and just no grip. So pretty disappointing for him. But Hamilton was just flying absolutely flying and he's so lucky that he got a time in before Gasly's puncture which leads into the conversation about penalties that were handed out to Verstappen and Bottas now I understand why these rules and penalties are in place but I feel like the FIA are also responsible for the mess up they had turned off the flags in their electronic system and for Verstappen it would have been safe to presume as he was coming around the last corner that the track was clear but Gasly had missed the pit lane entry and was crawling down the main straight. And there was a steward at the last corner just waving these little flags out, which in my opinion were really insignificant. Like it would be so difficult to see them when you're traveling at such high speed. And for Verstappen, he would have seen Gasly's car like up in the distance, but it would be so difficult to know like, is the car stopped? Is it slowing down? Is it just crawling? Is it going at normal speed, which I know it's like the driver's responsibility to judge that situation and slow down to see what's going on. But at the same time, it would be so difficult to judge. It was the same with Bottas. And there was clearly confusion by the drivers because Signs was another one that got summoned to the stewards, but luckily escaped without any penalties. And the penalties were handed out so late, like all the teams are on the grid and some of the teams don't even know where to put the cars. And of course, Christian Horner in his frustrated and emotional state of mind made a few comments before the race to Sky Sport stating, quote, I think it's just a rogue marshal that stuck a flag out. <laughs> he has not been instructed to by the FIA. They've got to have control over their marshals. It's as simple as that. <laughs> oh God. And if you've seen the reports, he had to go and see the stewards after the race and came out shortly afterwards and made an apology. But, ah, uh, Christian. <laughs> and the irony in all of it is, Gasly was the one that had the puncture in quali. And as a result, with Verstappen and Bottas getting a penalty, Gasly was then pushed up to second on the grid and had a front row start for the race. So a good result for him in the end. <laughs> So the start of the race, great start for Hamilton, Bottas not as much. <laughs> he had dropped down to 11th, so he lost five places on the first lap. And on the other hand, for a track that we weren't expecting to get a lot of overtaking on, we saw Max Verstappen get up to second and Sergio Perez get up to sixth in the first 13 laps. But the tire and pit strategy was going to play such an important role. And Pirelli had predicted that it would be a two-stop strategy for the race, but some teams tried to go with the one-stop strategy, others went with the two-stop strategy, and of course we saw the results of those. <laughs> and we saw Red Bull pit Max Verstappen fairly early, which suggested that they were going with the two-stop strategy. And Mercedes then reacted and brought Lewis Hamilton in as well to mirror what Red Bull were doing. Perez came in shortly after, but Mercedes decided to keep Bottas out and they were trying to snatch that third place finish. But as you would have seen, Bottas got a puncture at turn seven on lap 34 <laughs> and it caused him to go off into the gravel and then limp his way back into the pits. 
And he obviously wasn't the only one who was experiencing tire issues. We saw Norris come in pretty late because McLaren picked up that he was close to having a puncture. George Russell had his puncture on lap 51. His teammate Nicholas Latifi had his puncture on lap 52. And both of them had driven over 30 laps on those sets of tires. And Pirelli is still investigating it and looking into all the different variables. The fact that it's a high-speed circuit, high energy, why was the pressure dropping in them, how were the curbs impacting them, and trying to determine how it could have been prevented. They've also stated that there's cuts along the tyres, but they're not sure if that's from pre or post the punctures. So hopefully once they've looked at the data, they can come up with some more information and try and prevent that for the upcoming races. And with all of these drivers having issues, it was starting to get very nerve-wracking for Fernando Alonso. He was also trying to manage his tyres and was doing a really good job, but he was looking like he could get a podium if they held up. And the fact that a virtual safety car came out definitely helped him because obviously their speed slowed down and it also stopped from Perez being able to catch up to him. Although I'm doubtful that he would have caught up anyway. But so good to see Alonso get his first podium since 2014. And it's super nice to see Ocon as well come up and be so supportive to his teammate. Which speaking of Ocon, I'm not the biggest fan of his driving, but I think in this race he did a good job of trying to hold off Perez. He did everything he possibly could, so he gets some points from me for that. Someone who didn't really have a good race was Daniel Ricciardo, which I feel like I say in every post-race rambles. <laughs> Quite the disappointing weekend for him. He mentioned that on lap one, he saw a fuel light warning on his steering wheel and was told to preserve his tires and brakes, which meant he was going a lot slower. And with Norris's late pit stop to avoid a puncture, he only finished in ninth. So not the best weekend for McLaren overall. And the gap between Ferrari and McLaren in the Constructors' Championship is growing, which is going to be kind of difficult for them to make up with only two races to go. And then the battle for the championship between Red Bull and Mercedes is super close. So, so close. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the last two races go. My gut tells me that Mercedes will take it out. I've been saying all year that I think Max will get very, very close, but I don't think he'll get the championship this year. And I feel like it's starting to come true, but my predictions are always wrong, so they don't hold any value at all. So it will be really exciting if it comes down to Abu Dhabi, which will come around so quickly, and then it will be all over before we know it. But let me know what you guys think. Did you enjoy the race? What were your highlights? I'd love to chat about them in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. And that's basically it that I wanted to run through for the Qatar GP. But I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.